You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in beautiful West Monroe on this Tuesday morning. Alongside from the Washita Citizen, Jake Martin. Hello, Jake Martin. Hello, Aaron Dietrich. How are you? Good. It's great to have uh, John Tabor back running the board. He missed one day for the first time in literally three years yesterday. He's in the uh, Sports Talk 97.7 headquarters in Ruston. We will get to him in a little bit about his uh, observation and his insight and perspective from WrestleMania. But we do have some headlines on this Tuesday morning, Jake Martin. Yes, we do. Can we start with the Pels? We need once? to. This is the one day we can lead with the Pels. <laughs> this is finally. This is a really good story. A feel-good story. Who would have thought? It's a great story. Uh, they got the win last night, 113-100 to 100 against the Clippers. Uh, it was on ESPN, but it was very late, so I'm not sure if everyone got to watch, including myself. Uh, but now they put themselves in a position. They've clinched the playoffs, but now they have one game left against the Spurs, and they could still land anywhere between four and eight. Mm. Now, before we get into last night, I want to say, kind of spell out this scenario for you. For home court advantage, they would have to beat the Spurs, and they would need losses by the Jazz to Golden State and Portland, mm. which isn't too big of a stretch, but also I, I don't foresee them losing two down the stretch. Um, for if, if, if New Orleans loses Wednesday, they could drop to eight if Oklahoma City beats the Grizzlies, which they should. Um, but if both the Pelicans and the Thunder lose, New Orleans would be number seven and face Golden State. It's crazy how tight it is. It is insane how tight it is. From four through eight, so many moving parts. Mm. But, uh, yeah, a big game against the Spurs Wednesday. Last night, uh, Miritich tied his career high with 16 rebounds. How many times have you I talked about him? Guy. He's awesome. Mm. He has been spectacular. They, they picked up Miritich, uh, you know, after the, the boogie injury. And I'm telling you, coming down the stretch of the regular season, he has just been phenomenal. I mean, day, day in and day out, and all these games, he, he's, he's putting up eye-popping numbers, and you can just watch him play. He, alongside Anthony Davis, gives teams fits. Mm. And he and Anthony Davis were great again last night. And by the way, the highlight of this game, I'm sure you saw it on Twitter, Rajon Rondo's alley-oop off the backboard yeah. to AD. Oh, so mm. sweet. Davis finished with 28.6 rebounds, five blocks. He will be heading the postseason for the second time in his six-year career. Uh, the other noteworthy thing about this, uh, DeMarcus Cousins has spent a majority of his rehab time in L.A., so he was there in yeah. L.A. and had an opportunity to sit on the bench and, of course, celebrate this 113-100 to victory over the Clippers. Yeah, so really, really happy they took care of business last night because a win against the Spurs is not a guarantee. So at least they clinched the playoff berth, and we'll see what happens next. What about all the people that wanted to run Alvin Gentry out of town? <laughs> Where are they? are they? Are they hanging out with the people that wanted to run Paul Maneri out of town last year? Ooh. Mm. 888-993-7762. It's the Stuart Shelby text line. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote. Hit us up if you have a comment as we continue on the headlines. Big win for the Pels. That is headline number one. 
Yes, headline number one. Uh, headline number two had some local high school baseball action last night. Sterlington. I mean, Sterlington raised some eyebrows with this one. They beat OCS 12 to nothing. 12 to Rug nothing. Rug with another uh, outstanding performance on the mound only gives up one hit. Only gives up one hit, and he shut out this potent offense. The first time, by the way, OCS has been shut out all year. So, quite a feat for uh Trey Rugg, and Jarrett McDonald had a three-RBI triple in the first inning. Sellington jumped all over him, uh, scored seven runs in that first inning, and then uh, added five more in the fourth. A couple of softball scores. Uh, West Washita beat Sterlington. I believe the uh, Lady Panthers were riding an eight-game winning streak going into that thing. Cedar Creek takes care of business versus Menard. Now we got a Cedar Creek versus West Washita matchup tonight. Uh, the Washita girls continue to get it done. They go on the road and take care of business versus Calvary. They actually slug it out with Sterlington tonight. Yeah, yeah, I had a postseason play, so that should be a heck of a game tonight. Uh, other headlines on this uh, Tuesday morning. We are certainly looking forward to a big midweek game down in the box. Yeah, um, and LSU got some good news yesterday, by the way. Not that Bryce Jordan will play in this game, but uh, Bryce Jordan did not suffer uh, another torn meniscus. In fact, uh, the doctors told Palmineri that he ha he's already had two surgeries on that meniscus, that he barely has any meniscus left. But he should be back in a week's time. So that's the good news. Bad news, you got to go out there tonight and face David Leal, mm. uh, who has been absolutely gold this year uh, in a matchup where A.J. Lavis will take the mound for the Tigers, facing off against Leal. So I expect a really good pitching duel. Yeah, this should be fun tonight. Louisiana Tech with a, a big opportunity against LSU. Uh, D1 Baseball still has the Diamond Dogs in the top 25, holding on at number 25. As we've told you numerous times, there's 100 million of these polls. So you look at LSU, I believe they're not ranked by D1 Baseball, but Baseball America has them at number 19. Collegiate Baseball has them at 23. So basically you got a top 25 matchup down in the box. You look at this series, LSU leads the overall series, which started way back in 1902. They lead the series 41-18. to 18. Tuesday game will be just the second meeting between the schools, uh, two schools in the last 20. Obviously, last year they played. LSU won that game 6-2-3. This should be fun tonight. He mentioned uh, David Leal, 2-1 on the year with a sparkling 1.65 ERA. Big news uh, if you're into this kind of thing in statistics, and we'll talk to Lane Burroughs about it later on. Diamond Dogs now a number one in the country in team ERA. I don't care who you are. That's impressive. Especially when you're, what, uh, 34 games uh -huh. into the season. We're not talking about the third game of the year. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, they're, they're you know, midway through conference play just about. So this is, uh, this is a really impressive uh, feat for Louisiana Tech. We'll have more, of course, coming up on this matchup uh, later in the show. You'll hear from Paul Maneri and obviously Lane Burroughs for his weekly visits. Uh, we did have some high school football news. Uh, the Bayou Jam is expanding to two days. Yes, expanding to two days to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the Bayou Jam. So on Friday at 6 o'clock, St. Frederick will kick things off against Jonesboro Hodge, followed by an, you know, an 8 p.m. slated matchup uh, with Sterlington versus Bastrop. Mm. Yeah, that's some really intriguing matchups there. And then uh, the Saturday event will be like uh, the Saturday events in the past with the Bayou Jam. 
Um, at 1 o'clock, Gina will face OCS, followed by Mangum versus Oak Grove, followed by Ruston versus Washita, and Neville and West Monroe will be the final game once again. Mm. So some really good matchups. I think it's, you know, we've I, I know you and I have talked to, um, you know, organizers about this in the past, about thoughts of, you know, expanding it to two days. And I'm happy to see them do that, get mm. some more teams involved and just make it an even bigger event because every year this is one of my favorite things to go to. I mean, it's, it, it uh, signifies the, the start of the football season, and it's always fun to cover. Yeah, uh, two games on Friday, then the other four on Saturday. Yeah, so six games total. Other headlines on this uh, Tuesday morning. Failed to mention this last week, and we should have at the end of the week. Uh, David Feaster out at Darbone Woods. He will actually join us on the show at 745. Uh, we have adopted the Astros as our Major League Baseball team, correct, Jake? We have. And, uh, yeah. We're, we like to be on the bandwagon, we, and they're off to a great start. We've brought great luck there on a three-game win streak, uh, so I think you can give us credit for that. Uh, they won last night 2 to nothing. Justin Verlander was dominant, had nine strikeouts, only walked one and gave up four hits in the victory. Mm, nine and two now, right? Yeah, strong start to the season. Uh, the story that I liked the best from uh, H-Town yesterday, the Dome coming, allowing uh, fans to come in and check out the Astrodome, the eighth wonder of the world before renovations start in October. If you haven't heard, it's been a big talking point for years. What do you do with the Astrodome? This big eyesore just sitting there. Do you want to preserve the history? Do you want to just tear it down, start all over? Well, uh, Harris County voters approved a $105 million reconstruction facelift of the Astrodome, so it will start and kind of turn it into an event center. So they basically opened it up to uh, 25,000 fans could come in yesterday and kind of check it out and take a walk down memory lane and relive some different moments and take their pictures in the Astrodome. And literally in an hour or two, those tickets were gone. Wow. That's great. I believe it, though. That's that's a really cool thing to do. Yeah. So uh, that's one of the things taking place in Houston. Did we miss one or two other headlines? Yeah. Uh, real quick, I, I know we talked about Otani yesterday. But I want to I want to say this about him. To me, this seems like the most hyped up guy coming into a professional league since LeBron went to the NBA. And LeBron, you saw within the first week that LeBron was the real deal. I think you're seeing the same thing with Otani. Like this is one of the biggest, uh, I guess, payoffs for the hype that I've seen in a very very long time. Mm. Uh, you know, we talked a lot what he did. You know last week i mean he, the he had, numbers at the plate were astounding well, too. he had three straight games where he had homers uh, and then sunday when he pitched he had 12 strikeouts which by the way tied for the most of any start of this year and if you're you know if you look at it he's, he's got the fourth highest strikeout percentage and the 17th lowest walk percentage uh so he is he, he looks to be the real deal and i know we're we're very young in his mlb career but uh, I think he's worthy of the hype, man. And this is just an awesome debut. And the fact that, you know, his his production at the plate might dip a bit. Just kind of reading about him, he's a lot of people say he's a much better pitcher than he is hitter. So his production at the plate might dip a bit. But people believe that he's going to be, um, you know, an outstanding pitcher for the course of this year and, and for years to come. Mm. So I just think it's kind of cool that, you know, we get to see. I love when somebody has a lot of hype and they come in and you see it right away. And it's like, okay. Because so many times we see it the opposite. Like somebody comes in overhyped and just falls short of, of the expectations. But 
This has not been the case for Otani. Ben Simmons at LSU. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good example. Uh, Ben's poking you a little bit this morning. Jake putting you on the spot. Who are you pulling for tonight, Jake? <laughs> you know, I'm just hoping I get to watch it. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, what a political bunch What? I want to, you know, <laughs> rooting for both squads. Hope it's a good game. <laughs> Backpedaling over here. Now I'm backpedaling. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. It's all part of the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Paint Care. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Let's go crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. All right, Jake. So we've adopted the Astros, correct? Or we did not. The, the listeners did. The listeners did. Tremendous response. It was a good response. You're rolling your eyes over there. It was Eventually. Good Eventually. Well, okay. When we asked, it was kind of during a holiday weekend. Uh, we give them a pass. So it's Astros. I wanted the Cubs, so we're doing the Astros. But a nice tie-in. Dusty Thibodeau a lot of, spent a lot of time up here in Northeast Louisiana. Did some things for ULM Warhawk Report. Well, heck, he's down at, uh, in Houston now working for the Astros. He's got this fancy title. It's called Operations Administrator. We'll ask him what in the heck that is all about. Plus, he's got a nice new ring. So the Astros gave all their employees a world championship He ring. got one awesome. Yeah. That's great. Nice. Dusty will join us at 7.30. 7.45, this should be an interesting interview. They, uh, former Darbone Woods head coach David Feaster joins us. Talk about his uh, past and, of course, what he plans to do now. At 8 o'clock, I got a feeling Gus Cattendale will be fired up about his pills. He will join us at the top of the hour. Speaking of fired up, how about Lane Burroughs and the Diamond Dogs as they get ready to hop on a bus and go down to Alex Box Stadium to square off against the Tigers? We'll get a preview from Coach Burroughs coming up at 8.30. This show is stacked. Send us your text, 888-993-7762. One other headline, uh, this keeps... I showed it to you this morning, and for some reason, I just cannot stop watching it. So there was a brawl over in Superior in Shreveport. Yes, you heard me right. The restaurant, the Superior Bar and Grill. Literally, a guy uh, in WWE style. There was a confrontational, uh, a guy was uh, beating up his buddy or taking a few swings at him at the table there in the main dining room. Anybody that's been to Superior, the majority of our listeners probably have. So his buddy goes off the table, across the table, and uh, lands a few blows. It was a crazy scene. Now that you've watched it, Jay. The, the question is, what could cause you to react that way? Bad fajitas? Well, I saw some comments, and they're saying they're serious. I take it with a grain of salt. Over a stolen cookie cake, perhaps? Or maybe three or four margaritas? Off the top rope, though. Yeah. Free free publicity, free advertising for a superior bar. Yeah, there you go. 888 993 We're off and running on this Tuesday morning. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. 
We'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The newest lawn equipment pro center in the area is your new Cub Cadet Superstore, Yard Power. Yard Power in Monroe is your source for the full line of Cub Cadet mowers. In fact, they're the only dealer in Northeast Louisiana. And Yard Power is loaded with Cub Cadets. Over 100 mowers on the ground ready to roll. All backed by a full service and parts department. So remember YP, Yard Power. On Highway 165 in Monroe, just one mile north of Century Lane. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the show. We are wide awake and ready to roll this morning on the Morning Drive. You can be a part of the party, the conversation, 888-993-7762. Over at the uh, Sports Talk headquarters in uh, Ruston, John Tabor took a well-deserved uh, weekend off, uh, a day off. It's been a long, long time since he's done that. He was part of WrestleMania. Tabes, how you doing this morning, buddy? I'm here. <laughs> that's a response I get from uh, Jake a lot mornings. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, Tabes, uh, tell us, uh, was it uh, the buildup? Was the hype? Did it live up to the hype, WrestleMania? Yes, it did. It was great. I had a great time. I'm Glad to be back. I enjoyed my time off, and I'm I'm back here to work today. All right. Uh, after experiencing that, do you believe that should belong on someone's bucket list? I mean, if you like, if you grew up watching pro wrestling or have any affinity to it, then sure. But yeah, I just like to see different big events. But well, I guess to each his own. Mm. Was there one scene that kind of illustrated or depicted the best part of WrestleMania? What did you? You're a fan, or uh, just the overall? What's the one thing that'll stand out to you? The snapshot. Ah, getting away from y'all for three days. <laughs> All righty, we'll move off this conversation. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Gary, uh, throwing a shade here. Are y'all gonna post a picture? Tabor is coloring. Just before he's asked about WrestleMania. Wow. Gary, being mean-hearted this morning. This one's a great text here. Joey says, I heard the brawl at Superior was started because of the guy wearing a visor at the dinner table. <laughs> I love a good visor, Yeah, too. you do. <laughs> I just don't know if I'd wear it to Superior. Exactly. Like, it's that high class. We'll go in there with a, a visor or a hat, right? Mm. Obviously, maybe not. No, maybe not. Uh, Sherman says, Ichiro had that hype. Talking about Otani. Mm. Made his debut in 2001. Mm. Uh, you've got some college football odds. As we hey, start, wait. Like, we real quick. Since it. we're all over the place, before <laughs> I get to those odds, I want to ask you this. We talk about movies a lot. When you go to the movie theater, are you a loud eater? Like, do you I eat? hope not. I mean, like, are you crunching on popcorn? Like, uh, You have to have a snack, right? Yeah, popcorn and some Junior Mints. 
Okay, so you heard about this new movie, A Quiet Place. It's a horror movie, right? It's kind of, I guess you could call it a horror movie. It's suspenseful. Anyway, the movie, as you might guess, is quiet. They don't, there's no dialogue, really, because <laughs> these creatures can hear you, and if you make any sound, they come and they kill you. Are you selling this movie or trying to drive people away? I'm just trying to uh, bring this up. So because it's a very quiet movie, people – there's a story I, I was reading. People are um, conscientious of eating their snacks in the theater, making too much noise. And I was looking at some tweets about it. Somebody said, saw a quiet place, was really good, apart from some dude loudly eating nachos for the first 20 <laughs> minutes. The movie is quiet, so we could all hear you mash everything in your mouth. <laughs> So I thought it was funny. Richie says it was phenomenal and tense. Yeah. So I'm not big into those movies. Not man. big into horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. I'll end up going to see it. Hmm. It's getting good reviews. Some think uh, LSU football will be a horror movie come the fall. Some do, but apparently. Oh, by the way, and before we get into these odds, did you? Uh, we need to find the clip. Uh, Ed Orgeron got a little uh, testy uh, yesterday with a media member. In fact, I think it's the first time I've seen Coach O kind of uh, lose it a little bit. And I don't even know the context of it, and we'll certainly look it up. But the the, the gist of it was uh, somebody asked a question, and they tried to follow it up, and Orgeron fired back and then gave him just a, a nasty glare afterwards. Literally, it's the first time I've seen Ed Orgeron in that setting lose his cool. I did not see this. You, you yes. don't remember the question? or uh, It had to do with something about uh, Pete Carroll and, of course, their staff going to watch or to pick up some kind of, you know, you know how coaches Offense, exchange yeah, sure. information and ideas. So uh, we'll, we'll find it. But I just found it interesting that uh, Orgeron, in a question in the spring, got him that fired up. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, um, I, the, the uh, Bovada has released, or Las Vegas Superbook, I should say, has released um, the college football playoff title odds. Just going to run through those real quick because I found this interesting, the fact that ESPN's Power Index, we talked about this last week, how they had LSU so low, had them predicted to win six games yeah. this 6 .2. year. 6.2. 6.2, which was the, the fifth lowest in the SEC, uh, below Ole Miss, by the way. Mm. Um, anyway, the LV Superbook has released the odds. Alabama, as you might predict, they're leading the way. Um Clemson behind them, five to one. Georgia, seven to one. Ohio State, eight to one. Then Michigan and Penn State at twelve to one. Then Oklahoma, Washington, twenty to one. Auburn, Florida State, twenty-five to one. Then you got LSU, Texas, and Wisconsin with thirty to one. Now, how? I just wanted to bring this up because how crazy is it that one, one source, one place has LSU? predicted to win six games, and the LV Superbook still has LSU among the elite mm. or, ha or among the best odds to win a national championship. Yeah. How many people are going to take that lay down? Oh, that's a good bet, 30 to 1. Yeah, I don't think anybody should. <laughs> right? I mean, it's pretty crazy. But I just found it weird that they would be higher than Miami, you know, USC, West Virginia, Notre Dame, Stanford, even A&M, mm. quite frankly. I think a lot of people are buying – Stock in A&M just because they got Jimbo Fisher. Interesting. I found it interesting. I think they're just big fans of uh, Ensminger's offensive coordinator. That's it. Yeah. Or Miles Brennan. Yeah, they probably got an inside peek at LSU's practice and said, yeah, this is going to work out well. By the way, I'm still looking for uh, Ed Orgeron and what uh, teed him off. So I'll continue to work on that. 
Okay. 888-993-7762. Other headlines on this uh, Tuesday morning. We talked about the brawl at uh, Superior over in Shreveport. Did you see the story about uh, the two reporters uh, brawling at a baseball game, a Major League Baseball game, the Milwaukee Brewers? I know it can get tense in this business, but there was a woman involved. So uh, the reporters were there at the game. Uh, They were not on duty at the time. They were just enjoying the game, and I guess words were exchanged. So literally, uh, one television reporter went after the other, and uh, one had uh, cited and uh, was, I think, later booked. Wow. Yeah. So this was where this was in post game. No, this was during the game. Literally at a game. I think they were there as fans and were not as reporters. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Uh, interesting. A lot of fighting. I just believe you know WrestleMania must got everybody. That's all it, stirred. man. It's got the juices flowing. Everybody's a little tense. Um, yeah. I speaking of that, it just reminded me that I remember you you camera people, man. Y'all are too sensitive sometimes like i know y'all want your, your shot yeah. but if lord help anybody who gets remotely close in the way you guys are quick to fight well it doesn't look very good when you have a great highlight and somebody steps out in front of you and get the back of their head or even worse their backside <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure uh, you newspaper guys you just need one little snapshot i mean you literally you could go to a game and be there for uh two minutes and get your one shot and get out no we have to actually cover the game. Y'all can just show highlights and say, hey, this is what happened. We have to tell the full story. Quite hey, the opposite. Uh, before we get into a brawl, we need to go to a break. But coming up next, our adopted Major League Baseball team, the Astros, we go in depth with an insider, the operations administrator with ties to Northeast Louisiana. That's coming up after the break on the morning drive. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. West Monroe Hearing Healthcare. We solve hearing problems. If you've got hearing problems, chances are we can solve them. We want to get you back to life and living again with family and friends. Better hearing, better living is waiting here for you. West Monroe Hearing Healthcare. We solve hearing problems. Everything sounding distant Our parts of conversations missing We want to make it perfectly clear So you can begin living again Better hearing, hearing Better living Is waiting here for you West Monroe Hearing Healthcare West Monroe Hearing Healthcare We solve hearing problems here. 
let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the morning drive on Sports Talk 97.7. The listeners have spoken and we have listened as uh, we have adopted the Astros as our Major League Baseball team this year. They're off to a great start. They are 9-2. and two, And uh, we're lucky enough to have on the Stuart Shelby Hotline uh, an old friend of the program, Dusty Thibodeau. He used to do the uh, Warhawk Report, now employed by the Houston Astros. What up, Dusty? How you doing this morning, bud? Doing good. Just, uh, you know, making that great commute into downtown Houston to Minute Maid Park and uh, ready for another great day. Uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, you certainly missed in Northeast Louisiana. Uh, operations Administrator, is that the correct term for your title? Yeah, they uh, they give us some good fancy titles. Manager of IT Infrastructure, it all just depends on who you ask. Uh, Basically, with us being a heavy analytics team, uh, my job is to make sure that the infrastructure stays up and going and uh, make sure they can crunch the numbers and, uh, you know, pull up those last-minute deals like we saw last year with uh, Justin Verlander coming over uh, at the midnight hour. Wow. In your wildest dreams, did you ever think you'd be part of a Major League Baseball franchise? You know, as a kid growing up playing Little League, you always – want to have that dream of hey i'm good enough to go pro i'm good enough to go pro and you know a good old junk ball lefty just wasn't good enough to go pro but still able to uh kind of live out the dream and and be behind the scenes of major league baseball it's uh it's phenomenal i mean every day you wake up just ready to get to work maybe not on this commute but you know ready to get to the stadium and uh see what the day holds uh you've now been with the franchise is this the year number three yeah, this is my third season with the team, second year overall uh, with the franchise. And, uh, you know, every day, like I said, is, is just better than the day before. All right, tell us a little bit. I'm fascinated by the analytics of it. What does that consist of on a day-to-day or weekly basis for you? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one thing I learned fairly quickly, and, and it's not the downplay of the skill of, of the baseball players. But it's definitely more of a chess match than most people believe in baseball. And I think you see that a lot of times when you see these overshifts. Uh, I know that, you know, it got a lot of attention this year where Alex Bregman, the normal third baseman, wound up playing out in left field just because they needed four outfielders for a particular batter uh, because the analytics showed that he was more likely to hit it kind of to a short outfield. Um but it's things like that that you really pick up on pretty quick and, and, and see that uh, the job is more to find where the tendencies are for people to hit or put the ball in play than it is uh, just to kind of play straight-up baseball. So is there a formula involved, or what uh, information are you taking and plugging in to make this thing work? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it sounds crazy. Uh, when people say, oh, baseball, it's not rocket science. No, it technically is. We have several guys that are have left NASA to come over and be baseball analysts that actually run the numbers and the analytics that are way above my, uh, you know, geometry or uh, third-grade level math that I have uh, to understand exactly the spin rate of ball and how effectively it is to throw a curve and, and things like that. It, it, it's a lot of science behind behind the numbers. All right, you knew you were joining a, a pretty special franchise a couple of years ago. What was it like last year as they got on a run and, of course, uh, won that world championship? 
Yeah, I mean, last year was really great. It was it was awesome to, uh, with that being my first year, to go through spring training all the way through the World Series. Um, it was it was a really neat experience to see all the way from who's going to make the 25-man roster out of spring training all the way through who's going to make the postseason roster and, and all those moments in between. You throw in there also where the community really started rallying behind this team when they saw how special and how great this team was going to be after Hurricane Harvey. Uh, you know, that weekend series they had against the Mets still sticks out where, uh, you know, they brought a lot of people over that were stuck at the convention center for uh, evacuees uh, to the game. And so even though the turnstiles might not have showed her, the number the revenue might not have showed her, it was, you know, definitely a sellout game and just a phenomenal atmosphere. And it was things like that that really made – uh, that October really special, and then playing all the way through November. Um, you know, I, I have some great memories there of the postseason. Um, probably the best one is my boss in that Game 5 of the World Series where it's a, just a back-and-forth battle. Um, he just kind of came to a point where he just stood up, screamed, I can't deal with it anymore, and left. And we thought he was going back to the office because we were on the concourse watching the game. No, he, he packed up his stuff and headed on home. Uh, you mentioned Hurricane Harvey. The impact that that made on the community and also yourself, what was it to go through like that? And we've always talked about communities rallying behind a team or a franchise and, of course, the impact that they can also make on the residents. Can you put into words what that was like? Yeah, it, it was, uh, you know, having been in Louisiana and we saw the Katrina evacuees, the Rita evacuees, um, it was on that scale but here. Um, you know, where I live out in West Houston in Katy, Texas, they caught a lot of flack for uh, some National Guardsmen that were sleeping in the hallways of the school. But, you know, it was really, there was not a closed door in this community. They really opened all the National Guards, all the first responders. Uh, it, it, was, it was great to see almost a post-9-11 type environment where everyone was really helping one another and there for one another. Um, we had just moved into our house, and so it was really a chance for us to get out and meet a lot of our neighbors as, you know, people were just out in the middle of the street cooking uh, meals for you and, you know, hey, what can I help you with? What can I do for you? Um, it, was, it, was, it was a great time and a time I really wish we had more of. Um, but, you know, there's still a lot of areas in Houston that, that still need some uh, good old TLC that just still have not been touched. Um, and... Uh, we're, we're still in the process of rebuilding, and, uh, you know, I'm just glad that things have somewhat uh, come back to normal. Dusty Thibodeau, Operations Administrator of the Houston Astros, joins us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. Dusty, in a relatively short period of time with the franchise, you've had a lot of highlights in your career. What was that moment like recently when you got a ring? Yeah, I mean, uh, everyone asked me about that, uh, you know, you get a ring if they win a World Series. I'm like, yeah, we're supposed to get one. And I think when we uh, finally went, uh, I want to say it was sometime in January or February and, and did the sizing, um, that's when it was it was kind of real. But then when you finally get this little cedar box that uh, literally when you open it up, lights come on and you see the, the bling shining and sparkling, uh, that was pretty special. Um, then to put it on and, you know, your hand starts hurting because it's so heavy. Uh, it's, it's just surreal. And, you know, Dustin, we hear all the time, sometimes owners get a little cheap. 
uh, with uh, people inside the franchise when it comes to gifts and things like this. But from what I understand, uh, Astros management actually paid for uh, the taxes on the rings, too, to kind of help out their employees, correct? Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think the, the the bigger thing than that, obviously, you know, we all wanted uh, a lower tax burden. But it was great that uh, our owner, Jim Crane, was out there from uh, the beginning to the very end, shaking hands, thanking everybody for their contribution, um, taking pictures with everybody, including people's kids, uh, family members that were there uh, for the ring ceremony. And then, of course, he turns to us and goes, all right, good enough, get some coffee and go back to work. <laughs> Uh, Dusty, all right, let's talk a little bit about this team off to a great start, 9-2. Uh, and two. What do you think about the chances of a repeat? You know, it, it's still pretty early. Um, I, I really like the pitching staff, and I think the pitching staff has been, in particular the starters, has really been the difference so far this year, and that's really where these nine wins have come from so far. Uh, a little bit of a slump right now on the bats, but, you know, in, in 162 games, you're going to see the peaks and valleys offensively and defensively. But right now, you really got to love that that uh, starting rotation where someone like Garrett Cole is your number four pitcher. I mean, that's that's just almost unheard of. There's there's seven first round draft picks on this roster right now, five of which were homegrown. So this is a really young team, uh, really exciting team to watch, and and one that's that's going to be together for a couple more years. Football will always be king, of course, in this state and definitely in Texas. But have you noticed a difference with the fan base and, of course, others getting involved and on board with the Astros? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, everyone loves a winner. So I think right now with uh, the Astros being as hot as they are, um, we've seen a lot more ticket sales and, and a lot more uh, merchandise. It's it's hard to go, you know, 10 feet without seeing somebody without some kind of Astros gear on. Uh, I think the Rockets have a chance of stealing a little bit of our thunder this year, but, you know, uh, our season will last a little bit longer than theirs, and uh, I think we'll be able to pick it up. So it seems like all the pressure is now on the Texans, and with a healthy Deshaun Watson, I think that they can uh, make a little noise this year as well. You crunch the numbers, and, of course, you get to see him up close and personal. Alex Bregman, how good can this kid be? Yeah, he's uh, he's he, – He's phenomenal. Uh, I think the the best the, the best thing about him is he is very much taking the relaxed approach that Correa, Altuve, Springer have all kind of laid out in the locker room. Um, you know, the other night he had the good old walk off pop up for the win, and his first comment is, eh, "I just like having Derek Fisher uh, on second base." A reference back to last year's World Series game where he came up, hit the game-winning run for uh, Derek Fisher to score from second. Um, it's that kind of approach, though, where they're always joking around, always there for one another, though, that really makes this team special, and, and they really do play for one another. Hmm. Dusty, earlier in the show, we told the story about the Dome coming there in Houston where some fans got an opportunity to kind of walk through the Astrodome, the eighth wonder of the world, before, of course, the renovations and the facelift start on the Astrodome. Uh, how big was that for uh, Harris County voters to approve this? I think it's, what, a $105 million facelift coming uh, their way. A lot of people, truthfully, are just kind of relieved that something is going to happen to it. Because mm -hmm. right now uh, we went there for the Houston Rodeo. That's right there at NRG and the Energy Park around it. 
and you see the Astrodome just all black molded, dark, nothing really going on. And, you know, to me as a kid, knowing that's where my first Major League Baseball game was, I still get kind of giddy that, you know, that's the Astrodome. That's where the Astros played. That's where the Oilers played. It, it was it was a magical place. And to see, like, my kids and the younger kids just kind of look at it like, what's this eyesore? Mm. It, it's just kind of relieving to know that there's going to be something else there that maybe they can have that special memory made there as well. I mentioned $105 million for the renovations. So what will exactly be there now? I honestly don't know because I've seen so many proposals that I don't know what the final decision was on what was going to be put there. So my understanding is possibly it's going to be uh, some parking for NRG and the events that go on there, as well as a open air pavilion where they can have some concerts and shows and things like that. And then finally, just to, just to show how people love to take a walk down memory lane and the memories that they have in the Astrodome, I understand what they only gave out literally, what, 25,000 general admission tickets, and they went very quickly. Yeah, I tried to get a ticket, and I got the sold-out message within 15 minutes of trying to get a ticket. So, uh, you know, I don't know if there was stuff on the back end that uh, people had to uh, get the tickets or what, but, yeah. Uh, 25,000 tickets, and they were gone easily within an hour. Good stuff, Dusty. Uh, we are uh, happy to be on board with the Astros this year. Uh, congratulations on the new gig, a relatively new gig, and the success that you and that franchise have had, bud. Thanks very much, and I uh, look forward to talking to you soon. And, uh, Aaron, uh, come on down south, and we'll, we'll show you uh, show you the park up close and personal. Ooh, sounds like a nice proposal there. Appreciate it, bud. See you soon. No problem. Dusty Thibodeau joining us there on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Um, would you like that? That's your office. That's where you drive into work, Minute Maid Park. Yeah, I think that would be nice. I would. I wouldn't complain about that at all. Uh, and you'd like that big old ring? <laughs> yeah. Would you wear that ring ever? Mm. <coughs> mm. Special occasions. I'm not a big ring guy to start with. <coughs> Look, I wouldn't ever. Unless wear it's my wedding ring. Oh well, yeah. yeah, I would never wear a World Series ring though, or any championship ring. Why not? I would keep it put uh, away. Yeah. I think it's kind of weird mm. to just wear that. But I think the the part about the ownership and then not only giving all their employees a ring, but also knowing the burden that that could put on them, that they have to pay the taxes on the rings, and them going ahead and paying that in addition to buying the ring. Yeah, it's awesome. That says a lot. Very classy. Very classy move. Um, yeah, I was just thinking, like, what's what circumstance would you wear it to? Like, would you wear it to well, an award show? Well, or an Astros event. I mean, if you're working for the franchise and they have, like, a Christmas dinner. That's lame. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's lame. I was thinking. Or you go say, back like, to your, your class reunion yeah, or something like class that. Reunion. Hey, look at oh, who I am. <laughs> I wear this every day. Don't leave home without it. <laughs> Yeah, that'd probably be the time. Just bring right? a little attention to yourself. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, former uh, Darbone Woods head coach David Feaster joins us after the break. What went wrong at Darbone Woods and what he plans to do now? That's coming up next on the Morning Drive.
Get your crawdaddies now at Randall's Fine Meats. Randall's Fine Meats has your crawdaddies ready to go every day. Low prices for live or boiled. Ask about their 5 and 10 pound specials on some of the best crawfish around. Plus, Randall's will even cater your next event. Just give them a call, 343-0382, and book in advance. Randall's also has your specialty stuffed meats. And you have to try his fried cracklins. At Randall's, like them on Facebook or just stop on by. Randall's Fine Meats, 4205 Old Sterlington Road, Monroe. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Local Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the morning drive. Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. Did have a little bit of a coaching shakeup. There is a job now open in Northeast Louisiana. It certainly comes as quite a surprise. Darbon Woods looking for a new head football coach as uh, David Feaster is out. We go back to the Stuart Shelby hotline, and uh, Coach Feaster joins us on the hotline. Coach, I really didn't want to have this conversation in these circumstances, but thanks for joining us on the show this morning. Yeah, good morning, guys. Coach, you joined us uh, when you took over the job at Darwell Bone Woods, and yeah. quite frankly, it was a very short time period that you were there. But uh, the, the time that you were there, what can you say about the kids and the school? Well, you know, I uh, yeah, it, it was a, it was a short time, and uh, we'll look back on it one day. And I I don't think I'll ever um, look back on it and say it was a mistake to come here. Uh, we felt like uh, the Lord put us here for a reason. Uh, you know, part of that reason, and I, I think, was kind of just to, to maybe bridge the gap. They were at a point where they weren't even sure they were gonna, there was going to be a football team. Uh, we <laughs> we had some questions when when I first arrived, when we first tried to start it up, summer workouts, and uh, you know, first few practices, uh, we didn't have enough guys to scrimmage. You know, and, and when we questioned whether we'd be able to uh, make a whole season or not either, and so uh, you know, it's all about the human element, the people that you run into, and there were some. Some great kids that uh, that that came together uh, when when we did come here and uh, and, and and held it together. And so and I, I told the guys too. I think this would be the year that's always remembered as uh, the, the year when it was tough and, and the guys that, that held it together. Because one day it's going to be easy to play at Darbone Woods. They're going to have a their own field and they're going to have a weight room with indoors and they're going to have a track and they're going to have a lot of other stuff that's going to be a lot easier to go with and maybe even a full coaching staff and so uh but but, but this year it was tough and those guys that took it out will, will always be remembered all right coach everybody wants to know what went wrong what happened why are you out there you know it's uh it, it's hard to to know all the reasons of it uh one thing that y'all said 
uh, about uh, coaching open, and there's not a coaching open. They they already named another guy. So uh, they have, you know, people have asked me what my plans are. I didn't have a backup plan. Uh, obviously, uh, they did. They they uh, the, the, one of the biggest things that uh, that he told me was uh, he wanted to separate the AD and the football job. You know, when I came here, they were uh, they had lost uh, I think probably about seven coaches and most of the athletes and all that. And they decided they combined the football and the AD spot to make it a little bit more attractive. Uh, combine two spots into one, save money that way, but also make it more attractive for somebody to to apply. And that's the job that I applied for. Uh, I was the athletic director and head football coach, and he came to me a week ago and said that I wasn't going to be the athletic director next year. I was just going to uh, teach all day and uh, going to be, uh, you know, the football coach. And, and, and so, you know, it meant, you know, $11,000 pay cut and uh, a completely different job than I had applied for. And I expressed my displeasure and all that. And, uh, you know, it, it, it definitely went south from there. Coach, I know this put an unbelievable stress on your family, of course, uh, after leaving Parkway, yeah. then going to Darbone Woods. I'm sure you were trying to put roots down in now in northeast Louisiana. What's yeah. that been like now? Well, you know, it's the hardest thing, I think, in, in, in my opinion, and I told him this, too, it's the cruelest thing, is, uh, you know, you don't, you, don't, you don't run football coaches off in, in April. Uh, if you want to make a change, you tell me that. I mean, this is something that he had done uh, that he said uh, at the previous school that he was at. And uh, so, um, you know, obviously this is just his philosophy. And I'm like, you know, tell me after the season. Tell me before I bought buy my house. Tell me before I, I settled in and so forth. And and then, and then we could go from there. But it's kind of a typical situation when when we do change administration. That's, that's That was the key, too. Is, you know, I was, I was hired by one. Uh, executive director, and she she left shortly after, and he came in with a, with just a different philosophy. And so the you know the the philosophical question is, when a new sheriff comes to town, uh, how much should he have the authority to change, and how much should he honor the agreements that were made by the previous administration? And uh, because yeah, it's it's a tremendous toll on my family, and it's it's to the point now where I'm having to decide, you know, to uh, to do I keep coaching. Um, you know, part of me wants to just say, let's just go teach math, go home at three o'clock, um, you know, spend time with my own kids, go watch the, the guys that, uh, that I've coached in the past that are in college and all that. And, uh, and, but, but you referred to last year, you know, last year when all that went down, I, I had, um, you know, this, uh, Tatum Everett over at channel three over there in Shreveport, mm-hmm. uh, did a little uh, video and over a hundred thousand people saw that. And I, uh, I had, feedback from guys that I coached over the years from all over the place and it made me want to keep coaching and that's uh so so that's the struggle that I go through is right now uh, I don't feel like putting my family through this again you know mm. and uh very seldom do math teachers uh, get treated like this and so that's uh that, that's my inclination right now but uh but we'll see there's I, I still feel like you know I've been blessed with good health and all that and feel like I could I could certainly coach some more and uh we'll, we'll just have to see what the Lord has for us. David Feaster joins us on the Stuart Shelby Hotline. Uh, highly successful at Parkway, Manny, Minden, Leesville. Uh, I think somewhere around a record of 168 and 66. So, Coach, when you're enduring a one and eight season last year, how difficult was that considering your past and the 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 the, the success that you've had in the past? Probably, I guess you you probably overstated a little bit. It's not. Um, it, it wasn't that big of a deal, to be honest with you. I, I came in. Well, with uh, reasonable expectations, I knew what I was coming into. Uh, I, I think because of the success that you talked about at the other schools and all that, I think it made it even easier for me to take a job like this and and just be philosophical and and you know and and talk about the stated goals of why I got into the business and all of those 
opportunities were there. The idea of of bringing communities together and, and bringing the school together and making a difference in young men's lives and all that all that, all that was there. The the chance to go to the Superdome wasn't there, but I never wrote that down as something I want to you know. That, that's part of the reason I got into coaching. Um, so uh, so it was a very fulfilling season. The fact that we were able to keep it together and go get a win the last week of the season was just phenomenal, and uh, it really uh, springboarded us into the off season. And we've had a great off season. We've had uh, a couple of uh, real good kids move in. We've had uh, a handful more that were ineligible this past year that that are working now. They're planning to play next year, and several kids that didn't play football this past year because it was burning down uh, or, or now planning to play, and so. So all that uh, was headed in the right direction, and and that's that's the reason we coach. And so, uh, so I, I know it probably looked tougher from from a different perspective. We played running time all of those eight games in the second half. It was wow. it was really a beatdown uh, football wise, but but uh, emotionally, psychologically, and all that, it, it really wasn't uh, as much of a beating on me, I think, as most people thought it would be. Coach, you worried about your reputation being tarnished a little bit now that you literally uh, two jobs in two years. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's it's you really when, when when you take a job when you take any job, you um you, you put your uh, your reputation and your career on the line and and you trust people with that and uh and so so the answer is absolutely. People uh, potential employers down the road would look and see you know why would I hire a guy that, that just got run off of this, just got run off of that, that can't get along with this guy, can't get along with that guy, whatever. Uh, the answer to your question is a hundred percent. That is a consideration. Uh, Coach, you mentioned the fact maybe you just go into teaching full time, but can you imagine going a Friday night and not being on the sideline? <laughs> yeah, you know it's gonna it, it happens for all of us. I've known a lot of guys who uh, get out of the business too early and and regret it and all. And uh, so uh, I know my day's coming uh, somewhere down the road, and uh, I, I don't look forward to that. Exactly what you're saying, Friday nights and all that. Uh, it would help me a little bit that that my sons are playing. I've still got uh, I've got a freshman and a sixth grader that's going to be playing for a while, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun watching them. So if that's what happens, then then uh, so be it. Coach Feaster, you of course have major ties to, to Parkway and what you guys accomplished there. And two of your star players are. Terrence Marshall and Justin Rogers. You were looking forward to, of course, being part of their senior year. That did not happen. And then the way their senior yeah. campaigns played out, what was oh, that yeah. like to hear about their injuries and see the see their senior seasons cut short like they were? Uh, it was devastating. And uh, oddly enough, it seemed like both of those um, both of those things happened while we were still playing our game because uh, both of their dads called me while, while our game was still going on. Or it was, it was very unusual, uh, but uh, it, it was just devastating that um, no, the uh, you know the the, uh, the emotional toll of last year was compounded by by seeing those guys not be able to finish the year. The, the consolation, if you will, was knowing that um, you know in this day's orthopedic uh, scenario they can fix all that stuff, and those guys had more to play. A lot of times I, over the years I've seen guys lose their senior year, and that, that's all they had. At least, you know, I can say, it, 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 maybe it's a small consolation, but now it's looking bigger uh, because you know one of them's at LSU and one of them's at TCU, and both of them mm-hmm. are competing this spring and so forth, and they're moving on. So very happy about that, very excited. Uh, you know, The first week of September, I've already talked to the dads that we're kind of planning to go to uh, – Watch TCU play on Saturday, and LSU is playing there in Dallas against Miami on Sunday, I believe. And uh, so, might get the opportunity to, to see both of those guys play that weekend. So, looking forward to that. 
from a coach that, of course, made national headlines with your situation with Nick Saban at Parkland, you know the ins and outs and the inside dirty business of college recruiting. Were you a little surprised that Terrace Marshall ended up at LSU considering uh, the Tigers' offense and the way it has performed in the last couple of years at the passing attack? Uh, yes and no. I was asked the same question about Brandon Harris a lot, you know, because why would anybody send a quarterback to LSU? Uh, because, you know, all, all of the things that, that had gone on in the past and, and the history with the quarterbacks and so forth. And, and the difference there was we were trusting Cam Cameron, and, and, and that didn't work out very well either. Um, but, but at the same time, it's, I don't know, unless you're in it, <laughs> you, you have no idea um, how much kids want to go to LSU and how big of a deal it is to go to LSU if you live in Louisiana or anywhere around here. And um, I, I think, uh, you know, Brandon uh, had a, a great pro day the other day, and I, I hope he'll be remembered in, as a Hall of Fame NFL quarterback. But in, in Shreveport, he's always going to remember, be remembered as LSU's quarterback. And he, he still can go around there anytime, and kids will come up to him and take pictures and all that, and it's a big deal. And so uh, I think Terrace is seeing some of that too. And, um, you know, to, to, be, to have a chance to play at LSU is just, um, you, you, yeah, there's, there's so many other considerations, but, but at the end of the day, too, you got to ask where are you going to live one day. And if you're going to come back and live in Louisiana, it's going to mean a lot that you play football at LSU. Coach Feaster, uh, final question. You're only here for uh, basically uh, one year, but what did you learn about Northeast Louisiana football or the community of Farmerville? Well, I, was, I, was, I knew Northeast football was great. And uh, I, uh, I confirmed that the coaching is very good, the uh, the fan support and all that, uh, everything about it was uh, it was was very good, and uh, that wasn't a big surprise. Farmerville was actually a surprise. I went to Louisiana Tech, and then really very very seldom even breezed up here while I was at Tech, and I didn't realize uh, what a great community Farmerville was. And so I was, you know, when we when we got the job, I was really planning, hey, let's go live in Ruston. You know, we just drive up the road and all that. But it turned out that Farmerville is just a very nice community uh, with, with some great people. And uh, so, uh, unfortunately, couldn't stay here very long, but uh, was, was very happy with what we found here. Coach Feaster, always appreciate the time. Uh, good luck landing back on your feet. Thank you. You bet. Good talking to you all. Cool. David Feaster, former uh, head coach at uh, Darbon Woods and Parkland. A very telling interview there. Um, <clears throat> really pulled back the curtain as to what happened. At Darvon Woods, but, uh, yeah, interesting stuff. 888-993-7762 if you want to weigh in on the Stuart Shelby text slash hotline. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote. 7 o'clock hour in the books coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. We look forward to a weekly visit with Gus Cattengill. He will be fired up, to say the least, about his pills. Also, he made a trip to WrestleMania. 8.30, Lane Burroughs with his weekly visit as Louisiana Tech gets ready to hop on a bus and square off against LSU tonight. We'll get the breakdown from the Diamond Dogs head coach coming up at the bottom of the hour. The Morning Drive returns after this. Thanks for listening to the best of the Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.